0: WSB's Eric Erickson. As you listen to my friends Rush and Sean, know that the WSB
1: 24-Hour Breaking News Center is hard at work.
0: Whatever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather or traffic red alert, the WSB 24-Hour Breaking News Center will not hesitate to break
1: in. Depend on it.
0: Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Hey, and Sean. Our top story today is the desertion and other charges brought against Bo Bergdahl. Uh, remember, we Obama allowed five Gitmo terrorists to go free in exchange for this guy that went AWOL and deserted. Six Americans died searching for him. One of them will be on Hannity tonight. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they, t- they were out there bragging about this for a long time what a great deal it was how good they were to do this
1: they certainly lionized him in the immediate aftermath didn't they yeah they really did i mean they took a victory lap for the administration i guess that's and, backfired you know, I, I think the, uh, the the whole the whole thing is stuck sort of in the craw for republicans for a long time and this just in a sense rekindles that uh, that debate and brings it back and you know, I I would bet that administration officials would rather not have an extended court-martial or anything like that. What they announced in the last half hour were two charges against him, one on desertion and one on misbehavior before the enemy is what it's called. The desertion only carries a max charge of five years uh, confinement, but the other one could be up to life. So we'll have to see. They're going to have what they call an Article 32 preliminary hearing. It's sort of like a grand jury, uh, kind of civilian grand jury hearing. That's going to happen at Fort Sam Houston in Texas. They didn't announce when, but I would assume in coming months. So this thing is not going to go away. The immediate reaction from here on the Hill, everybody just uh, hearing about this, obviously, in the last few minutes like everybody else. uh, Here's one statement from uh, Florida Congressman Ron DeSantis, who said, uh, Deserting during wartime is an extremely serious offense. Bergdahl's conduct needs to be judged at a court-martial. That's sort of what we're hearing from Republicans right now it's just an amazing screw-up you know at, at the time if you remember
0: um i interviewed a lot of his platoon mates i mean they were they were oh, the yeah. ones that were out there tonight we have on the guy that led the search for this guy but then we lost six american lives looking for this guy and handed over to the uh ta- what taliban i guess in 2015 they're going to be turned over out of cutter to go back into the battlefield if they haven't already at joined some point
1: later this year i believe that's the agreement yeah i think it's that in they june can go do whatever they
0: want yes yeah so tell me what the wisdom here is you know, the, the guys that I interviewed, those platoon mates of his, actually heard radio transmission from the locals that there's an American soldier asking for directions to find the Taliban. I mean, at that point, why are we wasting one resource to find him? He, he made that decision on his own.
1: Well, uh, and what comes next, too, is the question of do you have a lot of evidence presented along those lines, or is it more of a clerical kind of thing that we take next? Are we on our way to a... Uh, to a plea bargain uh, type of deal that keeps a lot of those details out of the public record. Uh, You know, we'll just have to see what happens. But obviously, again, for a lot of Republicans, it just brings it all back. I certainly don't look for the White House to talk much about it. Uh, But uh, tomorrow, when the president gets on Air Force One to fly down to Birmingham, Alabama, I'm certain it'll be one of the first questions asked by reporters aboard Air Force One. By the
0: way, let me clarify. I said six of them died looking for him, and one will be one of the people that survived that led the charge looking for him is going to be on with us tonight. The six that died uh, sounds like Obama. At least I didn't say Navy corpsman. Navy corpsman. Navy corpsman, Navy corpsman, Navy corpsman. I know what you were trying to say, yes. Well, thank you, Jamie. You could you can correct me on the air. I, I no, correct no, no, you no on need the air. When out I, when I think you're wrong... Navy corpsman, Christian no. Bouchard, and lying on a gurney aboard the USNS no. Comfort. A corpsman. woman asked Christopher, where do you come from? What country? Okay. And in Creole, a corpsman Bouchard responded, in Tanzini, the United States of America. Don't you think the fact that he mentioned corpsman so many times in that speech tells you something? Don't you, can't you interpret it the, to mean
1: that he doesn't well, for know? a lot what, of critics, it shows one thing, uh, not being very familiar with the military, yes. It, doesn't it, and you, well, you're the objective reporter, so I'm, well, I think that you, it spells it out right there.
0: He doesn't know what a corpsman is. How do you be the, become the commander-in-chief and not know what a Navy corpsman is? I mean, that's chilling, isn't it, in a way?
1: Hey, there's always a couple of. Uh, I always figure that uh, for somebody who becomes uh, either House member, senator, or even up higher like the president, there should almost be a manual for the staff to uh, alert you a couple easy pitfalls to avoid. Corman, Navy Corman, you just read the as Corpseman. I, uh, the emails I get from people and the misspellings and the hatcheting of for, for, words. Forget misspellings. Forget malaprops. Forget all of these things. I'm Corman? not defending him. I'm just saying I completely oh, agree. It shows an unfamiliarity with that. Oh. You're absolutely right.
0: I, I think for the first time, take note of this day, we just got an opinion out of Jamie Dupree. And it, it, it was an obvious one, but that's a start. I think we're making progress. Maybe it's because Bortz was on yesterday. Maybe he yeah, felt, you never know. If he's listening, he's going to be mad that he tried for all those years and didn't get anywhere. <laughs> Um, there was a poll that came out that shows that uh, less than a third of Americans care about global warming. You want to know why? Because most Americans don't believe the science because it's been uh, there's such conflicting science on the issues. And we know that that whole, that whole England study that came out was uh, phonied up numbers and they falsified the records and wasn't exactly true, was it?
1: You know, what's really interesting, this is a number, another one of those issues in which, uh, it, depending on which sort of universe you're living in, It's, uh, you know, the Democrats, I was just, I was down in the hall yesterday listening to a couple of staffers talking about global warming climate change amendments that they were hoping to bring up on the budget resolution on the senate floor and hearing just sort of the you could almost see them rubbing their hands together thinking we're going to get the republicans and box them in on this so it's really interesting even though some of the polling data shows that it's still a big deal i don't look for democrats to back off at one bit i saw a bunch of a a bunch of tweets yesterday from people talking about trying to trap uh uh, ted cruz on global warming and more and, and i would look for that issue to be brought up by the Democrats a number of times this year against the GOP and also trying to do it next well, year. It's well, it's
0: going to be that, it's going to be abortion, it's going to be gay marriage, anything but what you know, the real substantive issues that the next president's going to deal with. You know, Al Gore used scenes from the movie What Day After Tomorrow in his documentary An Inconvenient Truth. Well, let's just make up computer models that look really great on screen. Um, Alright, so the budget is the big issue. What you were talking about as it relates to global warming was that report that they want to deny states whose governors... Who don't agree on global warming, money? I mean, we'll punish them because they don't think the right way.
1: Yeah, well, there, there was a document that came out. Uh, let me uh, get it up here on my screen earlier this week from FEMA, if I remember uh, correctly. It's 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 called the State Mitigation Plan Review Guide, which sounds sufficiently bureaucratic as to not deal with anything, but it does raise the issue of withholding money from states if they do not talk about climate change and really focus on it. You either so, you either follow that government line, boy, or they're going to punish you. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, the, you know, the, but the one thing that I would say about that is how does that not happen in the future? How does this not get uh, implemented if the Republicans yeah. win the White House? Again, it's a reminder of just how important it is to for uh, your party to either stay in charge or take control of the executive branch in the administration, because certainly that would be uh, pared back almost immediately, I would assume, if the Republicans were to win in 2016. Elections, Jamie, have
0: consequences. Uh, let's go to the president's budget. So that lost in a 98-to-1 Landslide. Yeah, was, the only yeah. senator
1: to vote for the president's budget was Senator Tom Carper, Democrat of Delaware, and the only senator to miss the vote was Senator Ted Cruz, who is off fundraising. Uh, one Democrat, one Democratic strategist I know is trying to uh, make fun of Cruz for missing votes. Again, that's going to be uh, a uh, something to watch in the weeks ahead when Cruz and I would assume Marco Rubio and Rand Paul are out, all out on the campaign trail. Big votes will come up here and there. Who will miss them? Who will get embarrassed by that? Who will, you know, maybe get in a little bit of a uh, uh, story trouble about it? That's something to watch in the months ahead. There's a couple of interesting pieces on
0: the budget. One was in the Wall Street Journal. Do you know that the use that of of the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, that it grew sixty nine percent between two thousand and eight and twenty thirteen? Did you know? Yeah, that? Yeah, SNAP is food stamps. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know it went up that much. I keep saying that. You know, there's 20 million more Americans. We were at 30 million, so it must be higher than what I've said.
1: Part of it was that they had accelerated the numbers that could qualify through the stimulus law, if I remember correctly, and then because of the economic downturn, there were a lot more people who were applying for it. You're absolutely right. There's a great
0: analysis about the budget debate by the Heritage Foundation. The Budget Control Act caps discretionary spending through 2021, supposedly, right? Now, the Senate and House budget would cut non-defense spending, and what the president is apparently laying down his marker on that any increase in defense spending may be accompanied by an increase in the domestic part of the discretionary budget
1: where are we yeah, now I'm i loath to use the word cut it would reduce the rate of increase Yeah you're right in the future uh, that the, the the budget caps that we have in place right now for both domestic slash social spending and you know non-defense and then defense spending what Republicans are trying to do is since they know that any effort by them to raise the budget limit the budget cap for defense would be blocked by the president because he would want a an increase in the domestic side as well so they're trying to fund more money by funneling it into this overseas war fund the OCO the overseas contingency operations fund that's been used for years to get more money to the Pentagon that's likely to be approved uh, in this budget resolution, a budget blueprint, but whether or not they can actually get the votes for that later in the year and get agreement and that to be approved by the president. I don't know, Sean. That's To me, that's still a a, to-be-determined, and it may well be at the end of the year they're going to have to cut some uh, deal with the president that to get more military funding, the Republicans are going to have to agree to more non-defense funding as well. Well, Well, what's
0: interesting to me, I think the big fight is over Obamacare, because the GOP-controlled Congress is intent on passing a concurrent budget resolution, meaning a budget passed by both chambers, and by doing that, it would afford the Congress the opportunity to use a fast-track legislative mechanism, what's known as reconciliation, and that's the process by which Obamacare was passed, and the hope is they will repeal it.
1: Some of Obamacare was passed that way, not all. Okay, but that's their hope. Yeah, and I'm still a little fuzzy on this because uh, a lot of the stuff on the Obama health law that was approved using reconciliation was related to to the tax angle of it, and so I'm not sure... How much, how, how much they can do to repeal. Well, this? To me, I, is still I looked a t- into this.
0: What, what I
1: understand it to
0: be, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it would repeal all of the more than $2 trillion in Obamacare spending on Medicare, I'm sorry, Medicaid expansion and exchange subsidies, and the budget would also repeal all of Obamacare's taxes, as you point out, their insurance regulations and government mandates. In other words, alleviating the burden on American, on American business and the American people.
1: I think one of the core arguments right now for Republicans to some of the members who don't want to vote for these budget plans because they'd like to see either the balanced budget done more quickly or more money for defense or whatever, is to say, look, move this package along because it also provides for reconciliation with which the Republicans can then use that to go after the health law. Everybody knows that even uh, because reconciliation does not allow for a filibuster in the Senate, they can then get a bill to the president. Everybody knows he's going to veto it. Everybody knows that they don't have the votes to override it. But I really think for Republicans, that is a big goal to get him on the record, period, end of sentence, on a full repeal of the Obama health law. And it's one reason I sense in the hallways, as I told you yesterday, just the feeling that despite all of the internal dissent, despite all the infighting in recent months among Republicans, I just get the feeling that... Finally, they're getting on board with something and going to vote for this budget in a few hours to move things forward. It may not be the ultimate perfect solution for all of them, but it's going to move the process forward for the Republicans. Do you know to date that Obama, since he's been president,
0: has added nearly sixty thousand dollars in new debt to the Amer- per American household? Well, when the debt goes up, what was it when he started? I don't remember off the top of my no, head. I should know. That. I should have it on a Bob posted Port- note here. Bob Portman had a piece of National Review. Do you agree with the Republican analysis that this plan balances the budget in nine years? The a
1: Republican day? plan? Yes.
0: Sort of. Is it, are they using phony numbers?
1: Well, there are. I mean, for example, I think the Senate budget, the Senate Republican budget, if I remember correctly, would repeal the Obama health law. But it doesn't take away the money that's brought in from the taxes associated with the health law um you know some of the to me 9 years out with a balanced budget all of that's fuzzy yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, So I don't mean that I in know. a negative way, but ask, it does take nine years to get to a balanced budget. What do you know about this report
0: that cites favoritism for Terry McAuliffe and Hillary Clinton's brother? Do you think this is going anywhere in terms yeah,
1: of... The- there's going to be a hearing, I think, the House Homeland Security Chairman, uh, Congressman McCall of Texas, if I believe, uh, from what I read earlier today, I think is going to have a hearing. Is it tomorrow? Uh, regardless, no. there's going to be a hearing about this report, which, uh, again, another different universe kind of thing. Uh, Charles Glass- Grassley and other Republicans saying this report shows that this Number two guy at the Department of Homeland Security wrongly intervened and with political uh, uh, leanings and you know to uh, to help people like the governor of Virginia and getting visas for people and yet then there's Democrats who put out statements saying this guy's been cleared of everything and there's no reason to look into it so Republicans are in charge they're going to hold hearings about that for sure we'd be
0: negligent if we didn't mention the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals is going to hear oral arguments
1: April 17th and
0: expedite this hearing about obama's executive amnesty so that's
1: yeah this is to whether or not to lift the injunction against the president's executive actions it'll be april 17th fifth circuit court of appeals down in new orleans as a friend of mine said it sounds like a journalistic road trip for sure
0: all right jamie dupree in washington thanks for being with us see you sean 800-941 sean is a number you want to be a part of the program a lot of weird questions we're going to check in with aviation experts regarding this uh, plane crash yesterday and then we've got uh, this OU kid is going is apologizing for what he said on that bus. And also, I don't know if you saw our spring break footage last night. It's unbelievable. Where do you see the drug bus tonight on Hannity 10 Eastern? Hey, listen, there's been a massive breach of medical records containing confidential personal information. Now the states and the feds are now investigating this. Now that's charts belonging to patients of a health care provider found tossed in a dumpster belonging to an Illinois company that was actually hired to dispose of the sensitive documents. Now, the files contain personal information for thousands of people, including their social security numbers. Now, in this day and age, if you're not protecting your identity, you could be in big trouble. Identity thieves are smart. They're ruthless at what they do. Everything about you, including your bank records, is connected and stored on a cloud somewhere. All it takes is one hack, one breach. Thieves have everything they need to take over your life. That's why I have, and if you don't have it in this day and age, you need it, LifeLock Ultimate Plus. Now, LifeLock Ultimate Plus is going to watch your identity, your bank, retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. Go to LifeLock.com Hannity now or call 800-440-4836, 800-440-4836, 800-440-4836 for LifeLock Ultimate Plus. John Hannity. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.